Welcome to This Is How We Create, a show that digs deeper into the creative life of contemporary artists of color. Discover what feeds their creativity and how they've found or are finding their artistic voice. With these intimate and candid conversations, you'll gain insights into the lives of creative professionals of color that are hard to find anywhere else. Welcome to This Is How We Create. I am your host, Martine Severin. I'm so happy to share a lineup of amazing interviews with talented artists of color with you. We'll start season three talking about a dirty word that starts with the letter F. No, not that dirty word, silly, not that F. We're going to talk about that other F that has us cringing, second-guessing ourselves with dealing with the consequences of our actions and inactions. We're going to talk about failure. I discovered a podcast a few years ago called How to Fail with Elizabeth Day. Through her podcast, Elizabeth Day welcomes guests in to talk about their fumbles and talk about all in detail, mind you, events from their lives where things haven't exactly gone as they've planned. And what a treat to demystify failure and to dig a little bit deeper and to talk about those uh, experiences where at the time they feel really awful and prickly, but then in looking back, there's so much that you learn from them. Through listening to that podcast, I realized that I take myself way too seriously. Thus started a shift in the way I now interact with my faults, or at least what I used to consider as faults. It used to be when things didn't go the way I anticipated, shame and a feeling of unworthiness would just blast me to the core. Perhaps it's now stubbornness or the fact that I'm getting older, but day by day, I've become convinced that failing is the best part of life and the best part of succeeding. Today, you're going to hear from guests from past season and one from season three. Each person will share a memory of when things didn't quite go as they had planned and in turn share what they learned from that episode of their life. First up is Kristen Ivey, episode 23. Kristen will share a financial failure that changed her relationship with money. Following Kristen, Priya Shah, episode 26, will talk about what happens when a partnership fails and why it's important to seek out shared values when entering into any partnership. You'll get to meet Farisa Knox from a coming episode in season three. Farisa shares three failures, one on financing her media company and another on not giving up. And the third will feature her talk about her battles with perfection. Please enjoy the show and send us a voice memo to Martine at Martine Severin to share your dances with failure. I'd love to feature you on the next round of episodes. I'm Kristen Ivey. I would say something that was definitely a challenge or failure in my life was how I managed my money in my 30s. And I can pin it down to the moment where I chose to pay over time on a credit card bill versus pay balance in full. I remember it was an AMX that I had gotten. I think my parents had to get it for me because I was just starting to build my credit. I was paying it off every month for like the first couple years that I was working in corporate America. And then 
that spending started to creep up where I was like, oh, I could just for a couple months just pay this part over time. And that just snowballs. You get so used to it that you don't realize how it's affecting you and how interest is building up and how you're steadily starting to live beyond your means. So I know it sounds pretty basic, but just living beyond my means was just the biggest failure uh, because it was something that seems to be a cloud just, you know, still to this day, it kind of haunts me. Uh, I've done a lot of work, though, uh, since then, really embracing the financial independence community, trying to understand my money mindsets, just like you can build narratives about how good or bad you are when it comes to organizing your home. You can also build the same narratives about how your or basically your money story. Uh, So I have done a lot of work to get that story on paper and change the narrative. I can say on the other side, I've definitely tightened my business spending, my personal spending, everything. I, I'm even launching this year a no buy, no a no buy use up challenge to do specifically during quarantine time, just to like tighten things up and just to feel more secure. So uh, I definitely learned a lot from that failure, but it was definitely still very dominant in my life and something I always think about and I'm always conscious of. My name is Priya Shah. Um, A moment of failure was when um, I had first taken on the endeavor of doing the simple good full time. Um, We were really growing really fast um, and I was um, just kind of ready to take this on and it was a really exciting time where so many schools wanted our program from all over the city and I um, partnered with the university to help support that expansion and having their students come in and help lead a lot of the programs that we were um, taking on um, at the different schools that we're in. And what I uh, learned from that experience was that not everybody that does this work or comes into this work comes in with the same intentions. Right. And so I got confronted with that with certain students that would come in and try to come into our communities. And I was uh, really shocked that this was a reality, you know, um, because I just don't ever think about it that way. Right. I was coming from my own bias and my lens of if you're doing this work, you are coming in with the, you're coming in correct and you're coming in with the right mind. Right. Um, and unfortunately, that was something that I didn't always see. Um, and so, you know, there was some, um, back and forth there there with the university and then what ended up happening was the university suddenly just took away all of our teaching artists without a moment's notice and so I was high and dry with eight active programs across the city and no teaching artists and it was just me um, this is when I was running the organization completely by myself and that was my moment of I felt like I failed Right. Because these were all communities that really needed our program, really was excited that kids are incredibly would be impacted by it. And for it to be stripped away was something that I felt like I failed by choosing this partnership, by, you know, always thinking of other things that I could have done to prevent this. And what ended up happening was that I ended up Um, managing all of the programs on my own and teaching all of them across the city. 
Um, and it was a very crazy time for any teacher would probably understand to teach one class is very exhausting to teach eight at the same time in different parts of the city was incredibly challenging. And I had a moment where I had to just like sit and reflect on like, what just happened here? And is this, what should I take away? And I realized I didn't, you know, once you do take that wisdom, you realize it's not a failure, right? It is a learning moment. Um, and I realized, you know, that, you know, everybody comes in doing um, what they're setting out to do for their own reason. And I think that there are ways for me to know and make clear what my intentions are and what my expectations are before I do any type of partnership or anybody engages in the work that we do. Um, and so that really taught me, you know, how to be more selective with our partners and um, the people that engage in the work we do so that we can deliver it in the most, in the way that I believe that it should be delivered. Ever since then, we've never had anything like that happen, you know, and I've been blessed to have such really great teaching artists that um, are able to deliver out on my vision and work um, and allowing us to reach our students in a very authentic, um, meaningful, impactful way. And, you know, maybe it had to be that teaching moment that made me readjust about, you know, how I can actually deliver um, on these programs um, in a different way. So, yeah, that, I think that would be my moment. <laughs> my name is Farisa Knox. There's two major areas where I can say I have um, tripped up and made mistakes in my journey of entrepreneurship that I have learned from and recovered from, thankfully, and, and never forget those lessons. One is just how you spend money and just how you think about money in, in general, right? So um, at my ad agency, you know, we've never been, we've never um, had like an investor or anything like that. All of the money that has gone into the firm has been either from loans or lines of credit from, from a bank. Um, that's a hard way to build a business. Um, but you know, other people can have investors write checks for millions of dollars or have family and friends give them money. That wasn't my situation. Um, but not knowing that great, you know, first of all, not knowing that businesses or banks, I should say, don't want to give money to businesses who look like they need money was a hard lesson for me to learn. And I didn't know that until one year we needed some money to stay afloat. And um, I, I went and did the process and they were like, no, because it doesn't show that you will have the, the clients or the resources to pay the funds. We navigated through that first year, honestly, with um, personal funds at that time, you know, we had just gotten married and had enough to invest back into the company. Obama just uh, released a stimulus and all that. So that that our first loan ever, I, I still, if I ever meet Obama one day, I'm going to be like, I am a successful business owner because you were able to pass the stimulus and I got $50,000 <laughs> to put into the, to the business. And it was a lifesaver. Um, but the lesson I took from that was after great years, like years where RLM did fantastic and it was our biggest years ever, I went to the bank as soon as that year closed out and I was like, I would like a line of credit. I would like a loan. 
look at the performance of the company. Here's how I plan on doing that again next year. And I would get it. I would get hundreds of thousands of dollars. And what that would do is set me up for when things might not be as great, right? Because that's really how businesses are run. There's no business hardly on this planet that's successful, whether they're doing a million dollars or $20 billion. That's just being run off of the money that they generate from their customers. It's not happening. Um, So that was a lesson I had to learn the hard way. And I, I call it a, a, a failure of sorts because it's something that, you know, that I had to learn hard and that we had to recover from. And honestly, in some ways, RLM is still recovering from um, me not knowing that um, and spending money in a way that didn't, that didn't positively help that and affect that. Um, even in investing in my other company, you know, I have a production company and between my, my household RLM, even my my husband's business, we've invested money in the production company um, that we thought it was going to be this. Like I thought I was going to build the next Refinery29 for for modern women of color. Um, it didn't turn into that because the market didn't call for it. And I didn't know how much money it was going to actually take for me to build that. Um, and I didn't have the resources to go raise $4 million. So I couldn't do that. So the money we invested at for a certain amount of time looked like it was just a wasted, a busted investment um, until I took the, the moment to just sit down and think about, okay, what is still valuable about this company and how do I hold on to that and get rid of everything else that's not valuable? And honestly, in that, in that exercise is how I figured out I'm a producer. I didn't know that. I was like, oh, wait a second. I've created this video for this, you know, fashion um, campaign. I had at that time already created um, both seasons of PR Girl, the reality show that I have now on Amazon. I had done so many things and it never had dawned on me that I was a producer. Like that's what my natural skill set was. And then eventually going into creator, like I now can create TV shows, whether scripted or unscripted. And it was in that, in that, what I thought was a severe loss and like, ugh, I just like spent and wasted all of this money building this other business while I was like, like I started the, the second business before I had the kids and I thought, oh, look, I can, I just started one business. I can do it again. I was like, what, what was wrong with me? What was I doing? I spent all this money and I have nothing to show for it. And that's when I was like, no, Farisa, you're a creator and you're a producer focus on that. And during COVID, so I did, that was like two years before COVID. Then during COVID, I really was able to sit with myself and create in and for that company. And what it resulted in is what we have as our first um, scripted TV show concept that hopefully we'll be pitching for this year is up to, to networks. So, and it's based off my book, the memoir that you mentioned earlier. So it's a, it's a really exciting space to be where it's like that big mistake that quite honestly, advisors I had at the time were like, kill that company. It's a drain on your personal finances. It's a drain on your successful business, kill it. And I was like, again, back to the kids. I'm like, kill it. I can't kill one of my children. I have to just teach 
and mold it and nurture it to a place that it's no longer a drain where it can start generating, you know, results. So those were the two biggest lessons so far. Thankfully, I didn't have to learn the third lesson the hard way, which is that letting go piece. That was like, because that would have, if I did not do that, that would have resulted in just as big of a iceberg uh, crash as those other two things did. You learn it's okay not to be perfect too. I think, you know, that's another thing I, I used to struggle with where I had to show up perfect all the time. I had to make all the perfect decisions. I had to help. I had to think, make my employees think I was perfect, but there's, there is no such thing. And I think the more comfortable we get with being uncomfortable is really um, where the magic happens. Thank you so much to Kristen, to Priya, and to Farisa for sharing their interactions with failure with us. In particular, I love Farisa's um, quote where she says, the more comfortable we are with being uncomfortable is really where the magic happens. Oh, no truer words were said. Thank you so much for coming back and sitting through this episode. This is How We Create is produced and edited by me, Martine Severin. Production help has been provided by Ray Abercrombie. See you soon. Au revoir.